He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about, uh, things? I know guys on crack that makes more sense than you. Finally, some honesty. Hello and welcome to the Disorderly Show, everybody! Oh, I'm feeling good. Maybe it's because I had a shitload of ice cream right before the show and I'm having some whiskey along with it. Uh, maybe that's the key to start off to so that I can get that jump start, that that adrenaline kick, that Uma Thurman shot to the breasts. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that would that would take on Kind of some different connotations. Just like a sugar high and a little buzz going on, <laughs> having some fun. Yeah, but that statement could be interpreted many different ways. Like somebody who's was intimate with her in the past would take that differently than somebody going, "Oh yeah, that's uh, that's that movie." Oh fuck, what is that movie? <laughs> Which is the one with the oh, uh, yeah. Um. Oh my god. How do I think of that? Yeah, uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, there we go. go. Oh, whoo. <sighs> so glad I remembered it before I had to look it up. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And White Bad Audio always providing us with those delicious tunes. There's delicious, there's tasty. What else could you describe just good music? And you, without saying it's good music, because that just... I don't know. It doesn't seem to really exonify the music. That ain't the right word, but I like using college words when I do. Hey, hey, hey. Well, Sage, how has your week been? If that's what you're starting off with. I mean, you ask for words, and if you enjoy music, it's pleasurable to you. Like an ear go. Let me try that again. Like an eargasm that Dr. Dre did on. California love? I guess, yeah. I wonder, does an eargasm, or because you've had an orgasm, would that incorporate, do you define other types of gasms based off of that feeling? Or is it just, that's the best feeling for that part? And that's how you equate. Like, for example, a 10 would be the orgasm, okay? And then, but an eargasm is never going to get up to the 10 or every time somebody touches your ear, you're going to have an orgasm. So it's like a five, a four or five is the highest an eargasm could go if you're basing it off of a regular orgasm. If you, what feels good for that area would be, I guess, a gasm. So what's ever pleasurable to the mind. Yeah. Because that's essentially where all this is going. You define, you experience pleasure through there. It's interesting. I don't know. Maybe they, okay, now I got, already I got to write fucking questions down because I'm curious, Um, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm just, I didn't think I'd have to start writing so damn soon into the show. Um, Have scientists mapped or figured out, figured out, figured out how the brain sends pleasure. That's not how you spell pleasure. Pleasure 
signals to nerve endings, or if it's the other way around. I'm already looking forward to the next week's show. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like this new format, and this is the beautifulness of the show. I can make up any words that I want, and I can just switch. I can switch up the show any which way I want to. Previously, if you were just a, if you're a longtime listener, you'll notice the show's gone through some changes over the course of, wait for it, wait for it, Sage, 17 shows! Nice. I know, right? I would have, I mean, granted, oh, here's, um, I wouldn't have thought you would have stuck around this long, so you like me. You really like me. Um, that and also pay you like Aaron Rodgers does. Or he gets paid on uh, Pat McAfee show, which no, no, it it just takes away from the the gravitas of being able to pull a uh, somebody like that. Because initially everybody was like, "Damn, I just figured Aaron out, Rodgers." Out. I just figured any talk show. Well, or whatever and got and that's where it gets. And that's where it's it's gets because now you think, okay, do they go onto these? shows these podcasts and talk shows and just anywhere else and is there an agreement of i guess the agreement is i'm going to promote this on your platform that's the agreement we both get exposure but if you're being brought on and you're not promoting anything do we just automatically assume okay they're getting a check from the person who's doing the show damn i yeah. i don't want i didn't want that to be a, a thing i have to think of now but now, <laughs> surprise, we're, pull, we're pulling the curtain back. You wanted to see how the sausage is made. It's like, I don't care how the sausage is made, just as long as it's made authentically. Like, I remember during the whole uh, late night wars, or when they, when they were explaining how Jay Leno was able to get The Tonight Show against uh, away from David Letterman, and they went through this whole process of sneakiness and backstab and all this shit and but they explained how they ran their shows one part that i remember they explained how they ran their shows at least i hope i remember it right if you call me out and go like they never mentioned that they mentioned this okay well this is the part i remember with regards to authenticness stick with me because i'm trying to stick with me (laughs) is jay show would meet the guests beforehand and just chit chat. Hey, we're gonna have a great show. Da 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 da. Dave wouldn't even see anybody until they got on the stage, which meant that for his for the people that really cared about him when he had that health scare, when they got onto the stage, they're like, "This is the first time I've been able to see you since then." And so you got an authentic reaction, and you got to see the human that is for better or worse, being portrayed as a selling object. And that was authentic. That sticks with you. Seeing somebody before, and I granted, you know, it was smart on his producer's part to allow that or do that because it's TV. You people are, they, they, the visualness is what sticks with you, not what's being said. Like Drew Barrymore flashing herself. That's what gets remembered. Or when, uh, uh, where now goes on or Penn and Teller does their thing or uh, the, the animal wranglers would come out. If you asked them, 
Have you asked anybody, what was the question beforehand? What were they talking about before those things occurred? No, it was, I've, shit, they were talking? Because that's not what you remember. You remember the visualness of it, which you're sitting there going like, well, face, why the fuck are you not being visual to us? Because I want you to fucking listen to me. Listen to the words. That's the reason it's face for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even when, I don't know, I don't know if I'll keep it. I don't, maybe I will. Who knows? Just, but for right now, I'm just enjoying this. I'm enjoying being able to have the capacity. Now, granted, if I had, I've noticed this. If you have something, if you have an innate talent, and you've got to say, a voice is a talent. Sean Connery got a lot of roles just because he was able to go, you look sexy. And boom, all of a sudden, every woman and gay guy was like, you're going to get a role. So he was able to go off of the voice, just like James Earl Jones, but I don't... <laughs> I guess he would be more the dominatrix voice that uh, you would have in Hollywood. If you had to compare both voices to hear as a dominatrix, I think James Earl would be the one that you would want to hear instead of get down on your knees. (laughs) 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 Who's your daddy? You'd start laughing. You'd just chuckle. Whereas if I can't do a James Earl uh, Jones. He's got a very deep voice. Very deep commanding voice. Yeah. voice and that would be yeah that would be uh, I, I would be i guess the only people would would want that as the dominatrix would be people in scotland i guess uh speaking of thanks everybody listening around the world we picked up a few new listeners for the first time so good to see seeing some upticks around there so hey hey it's 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 a beneficial thing if this thing ever so this is what i'm doing is a good example of passion I'm enjoying doing this. I want to be able to use what I have, which is the voice, and just put it out there on being able to talk about things to for all of us to understand this is the shit that's going on around our country, around our area, around the world. Let's see what we can do. Let's talk through all the bullshit and then get to solutions. Nobody talks about solutions. They just go, they're the fucking problem, elect me. And then you go, oh, okay, well, what are you going to do to resolve it? Well, we're not going to do what they're doing because they're fucking it up. It's like, okay, yeah, but that doesn't, you didn't say what you're going to do. Well, I'm going to do it better. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so for the third time, I've asked you the same question and you haven't answered, which means to me, you don't have an answer. Why the fuck should I vote for you? Look, they're with the other person. Hate them. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. This is why nothing gets yeah, think, forward or progressed. I think, I think more questionnaires should start going so you don't have an answer and then move on to the next, <laughs> the next question because, like, you know, like you didn't answer the question. But that would, that would create the conflict, and then, they, then that person or that, that candidate would have a way to be able to be com- combative and show everybody I will fight against the establishment, even though I agreed to the rules of the establishment to be on the podium in the debate, but I'm going to fight against it. That would give them that reason. But afterwards, I yes, what, no, I, I was saying, like, God, that would be you know, so like, great. That like, would be so great. When I when I start getting 
uh, when I, well, when we get some more investment, let's say, to where I'll be able to take callers, people who call in. If I get those Looney Tune whack jobs that just don't want to have a conversation, they just want to get on their soapbox with their placards and say whatever their viewpoint is on whatever subject, I'm going to mute them. I'm not going to sit there and have somebody just, da, 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 I'm going to sit here and yell and spew everything without having to, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to have it back and forth. I just want to have a microphone to be able to say everything that I'm saying and you have to believe me or you're wrong. It's like anybody who says that is automatically wrong because they're not wanting to go back and forth. There is no, no way. There is no way anybody knows more about life or no, well, knows more about what the best thing is if they're not willing to hear all sides. And then what do you do? You take the best parts of each one. If there is one, sometimes some people will say shit that you're just going, yeah, none of what you said is good to implement. But you take the best parts, you put them together, and you go with that. That's what you do. So... What I've noticed, because I'm getting back to it, I've, I actually hung on to this. I'm able to go, hey, I know what started all of this. Ha ha! Progress! Just like Napoleon. I don't know what that means, but that'd be a good saying to be to say, right? Ha! Progress! Just like Napoleon. Because <laughs> uh, he had a lot of progress for a while. Still haven't seen that movie. Don't know if I want... Uh, I'm going to, just to kill some time as I'm trying to stick with my New Year's resolution. Are you sticking with yours? Did you make one? Not really. Mine is, no. I guess, make more time for myself and my, and my family. Jesus Christ. Are you, like, one minute you're in the mic, the other next minute, <laughs> you, what are you talking to the side of it? Jesus. Uh, or uh, do so, I need yeah. to invest so, uh, in a better my, mic for you? Is that it? My solution was to make more time for myself and my family. Have you been doing that? I have been trying to. Okay, we'll stick with it. Because I, for me, I've been trying to... Even though you won't see me, I want to be able to look at myself in the mirror and go like, oh, hey, instead of, Ugh. Uh, so I've been trying to stick with a routine and this week I was really, okay, I'm going to just do this. I'm just going to gut through it. I'm just going to, and I remember reading something like, hey, if you're, if you're going to start out doing the exercising to the point where you're hurting yourself every day. You're not going to stick with it. You're going to get to a point where your body just says, fuck you. And you're not going to be able to progress. You get into that lazy blanket and you're just going to stay curled up and enjoying that. And then the next year, you're going to get to it and be like, fuck, it's the next year. And I didn't get to do all the, I didn't complete what I meant to. So I'm working through the routine I need to set, but I haven't stopped yet, which is good. And I hope that. Every so often, you'll bring it up, say, hey, how's it going? So that way, if I am off track, I'll feel terrible and ashamed. Like that guy who was uh, who was in jail and then saw his grade school friend and who was the judge. Oh, yeah. And that totally just wrecked his heart and just went. And good story. Good thing, though. He actually got out, turned his life around. Nice. So, there, yeah, that was a... I'm glad somebody followed up with that because more often than not, we have... The sensationalism, but no follow-up. No, look what they did, and then there's no follow-up. Even when it's a good follow-up, hey, it seems like they don't, that's not a selling point. And it's, you're sitting there going, yes, yes, it is. Just because you don't see 
the immediate selling point, it has residual effects around. Like when they say, if you just smile or you just be courteous to somebody, just for no reason, you're not getting any gain out of it. That's going to affect somebody down the road. They're going to be, you know what? Hey, I'm going to be nice. And it just spreads. It's just, it's a great thing. But I'm starting to lose what I was holding on to, so I'm going to get to it. What I've noticed is if you have a if you have a talent, you cannot, nobody, you're not accepted by society when you fuck up if you have too much of a good, good, if you have, if you're able to cover too many things in life, meaning some of us are really good looking. I'm not in that camp. Some of us are extremely fit, not that camp. Some of us are great thinkers. I got my foot in the door. I guess I'm in the corner. I'm petting the dog. Um, some of us are just good, good singers. Nope. Um, bakers, good, good. There's just talent all around. And when you're good at something, if you also look good, oh, then nobody. What <laughs> what happens is you get a larger female base or longer, larger female uh, audience. No, not fans. You get a larger uh, female fan base. Hey, I put all the words together. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, and now that means if you do anything remotely derogatory towards women, now nobody can, nobody can yell or, or just cause a attention to be on them easier than a woman talking. It just, don't know what it is, but it's it is a, or I guess say women uh, being angry. When a woman's angry, it's everyone's able to see. Well, I guess anybody angry. I guess that would be anywho. There's more of an uproar. I would say there's more of a verbal communication. More communication. There we go. When you upset a woman, there's more verb. There's more communication that happens of why you're wrong than when you have a male fan fan base. So, because I'm not good looking, I'm okay. I'm able to stay in both areas. I'm I'm okay. But you can't be good looking and funny. You can't be. You can't be. <laughs> it's funny how society is just like. Look, you can be good looking, but you can't be good looking and something else. You can't be extreme. It's just I don't know. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, uh, what's his name? That's I've married never, to the Spice Girl. I guess I've never thought about it. Like, I've never. Ah, these the are things I, I ponder. These these are things I ponder because it's like, how do how does how do one how does a man get attracted? How does women? How do women get attracted to men? Like, for example, the uh, the soccer player, retired soccer player, uh, for that's married to the Spice Girl. I forget his uh, name. Tattooed guy, white guy. Yeah, David Beckham. Great at sports. Good looking. You hear him talk? <laughs> Not that great of a voice. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, okay. That's that, that's a again. That's not a voice you would want to hear during a dominatrix thing, or even I don't know, sex talk. It's just kind of. Like, oh, oh, you need to after this show. You will pull up a video and you're going to be like, oh my God, see, you see, that that gets to my fucking point. Everybody, when they can see you, they don't care what you say. They just go, are you entertaining? 
Well, first, are you good looking? Then I'll just keep looking at you because, my God, the features. And then the second thing is, are you entertaining? Are the words coming out of your mouth and the manner mannerisms you have pleasing to my eyes, pleasing to my brain? And then thirdly, it's what you say. That's the, But that's low on the list. That's why when politicians can say and do anything nowadays... Nobody gets in a hussy, uh, hissy fit except for the opposite side. That's because why? They're able to go, hey, look. Now, granted, anybody running right now is definitely not, not going to be featured on the you know sexiest person alive. But what's the second thing? Are they entertaining to watch? Ta-da. So... That would be. Terrible. We should not be. I know. I we know. We should not be voting for people who entertain us. We should be voting for people that can get stuff done. Well, that is what a way to inform everybody about what we're going to be talking about tonight. Because while we be while while we will be, Jesus, that's a lot of W's talking about or answering the question I had last week, we will be navigate, navigating, going to, we'll be talking about another ProPublica article that leads into, or it's, it's something that is part of what we've been talking about. I was trying to find an article that helped with where we didn't just do this dramatic 180. Could I do it on the show? Of course I could, but you know, a little bit of if you stay in the same realm, it helps with solidifying your, your recall ability of these things, which was really cool. Cause I was out and about and I was able to recall some of these things with what we had discussed with somebody I was talking with. And I was like, damn. And they were surprised about just, Oh yeah, I can understand some States having, uh, being able to compensate those individuals that were wrongfully convicted. And then when they hear how much it's worth, they do, and that's the thing. When people are confronted with not confronted, when they're informed about this, they go, "Wait, what the fuck? Fifty grand, twenty-five grand? That's all you get? What? What is going on?" And then I told him, "Hey, if you're going to get arrested, go to Massachusetts. They pay the most. Consequently, <laughs> consequently, I did the I did the research, not the math, but the research of finding out how many people are." Arrested throughout the states per 100,000 residents, Massachusetts, way down the list. They don't arrest or they don't convict a lot of people, which you go, great. They do their due diligence. Are they, is it the best place to live? It depends on your perception, but they're, they're one of the most expensive places to live. So maybe that's why, maybe there's the correlation. If your minimum of having to live there is, I don't know, I'm taking a shot in the dark here, but it's got to be, you know, what, three, four hundred thousand, then there's a good chance you could afford good lawyers. Hell, any lawyers and not get a public defender. And you're not going to get, you're not, uh, there's, because of that, the police departments there are not going to, they're going to go after those things that they know they can get a conviction or the prosecutors or let me, let me, let me change that up because the cops are just going to go, Hey, this is the law you broke. But does that mean you're going to be convicted of that? No, 
It's the prosecutor. So when you have cops going, "Hey, you're gonna get you're gonna, you're gonna get twenty five to life for this," you, my response to that would be, "It's not your call." Actually, my response would be, if my lawyer's not there yet, I want a lawyer. I'm waiting on my lawyer. Wait, once my lawyer's there, I'm gonna tell them to, "Hey, I want you to say this when they say that." They'll be like, "But you pay me to talk for you." I'm like, yeah, but I want to hear what they say because I want them to know there's no I, that they have no control over that fucking part of the whole justice system. That we like face, you pay me. Yes, I pay you. So say this shit. And then the cops going to be sitting there going like, what are they talking about? Because all of this will be in the room where they can't quote unquote. Really? Yeah. Where right. they can't do all that. And they're yeah. going to see me arguing. They're going to be like, oh man, they're, we're, we really got it this time. Then the cops are going to come in and be like, so you did it. You're going to get 25 to life. And the lawyer's going to look at me and go, <sighs> my client, actually, hang on. Let me put on my uh, lawyer voice. Hang on. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been practicing voices. Uh, hang on a sec. I got to get fatter in the neck. Uh, my client wants to say that you don't control that part of the justice system. It is not your call. <clears throat> And then, uh, see, did you imagine like some fat, rich, smart, balding lawyer? I did. (laughs) But it was more distinctive than my voice, right? Yeah. Hey! What? It's definitely different. All right. So maybe I can crank call people with that. What's this law firm of Glutinous Maximus? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I sound like an engine that won't start. Uh, let's go. Uh, <laughs> all right, straight face. Straight face. If I. Uh, uh, yeah, and see. Okay. <sighs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, how am I cracking myself up? <laughs> this is hilarious. Uh, that's okay. Uh, Lorford's law firm of Gluteus Maxima. You killed my father. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I find that so funny? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, again, yeah, I'm not looking to. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> okay, then. That's it's. That was just, that tickled me, obviously. Um, <laughs> everyone else is going, that's, uh, don't see how that's hilarious. Well, the joke wasn't for you. Uh, I do remember, speaking of funny things, being a young kid and watching Monty Python, the Holy Grail, for the first time. And you know, in the scene where the maiden is talking and the knight is trying to, I think he's trying to bed her or get her to move or something like that. And then everybody just goes, get on with it, get on with it. And the camera's shifting to everybody saying this. And then it pans, not pans, but it goes to a scene of a drawn God. Wait, a God? No, drawn God. And he goes, get on with it. And the way he said it, the buildup and all that, I laughed so hard. I would keep repeating. I would rewind it because, yeah, back in that time, (laughs) got to rewind. Rewind button. And then played it, and I 
was just dying. So sometimes, if you're able to make yourself laugh, do it. Have a good chuckle. And if somebody goes, what's so funny? It's something that made me laugh. Well, could it make me laugh? It's like, I don't know. Do you have my humor? Do you understand the context that's going inside my head? I couldn't paint you the picture that I was seeing, nor do I provide you the life experiences to be able to get this, but I will try. But you, for asking this, have to not judge and not sit there and afterwards go, that's not funny at all. It's like, but it wasn't for you, fucker. Okay? One person's sense of humor is not always the other person. With that said... Jesus Christ, and one person doesn't know... I think it's a universal thing. Nobody knows, unless you are intimate, or not intimate, unless you are comfortable with our microphone, nobody knows how to talk into it, Sage. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Because I just... I mean, I, I, don't, I wanna... don't really shit that much, but well, I don't. Me, well, according to your ears, I do. Well, or, according to the track, because I don't want to bust out everybody's fucking eardrums. They're going to be like, okay, okay, he's talking, he seems fine, fine. Oh, shit, Sage is talking. And then they have to put their hand on the volume dial and be like, okay, are they going to be blowing out my eardrums, or do I have to turn it up way loud so I can so hear wait, the that mouse? Too loud or was that not loud enough? No, see, this is perfect. You're perfect right now. But previously, when you were saying sorry and shit, it was too damn soft. Maybe you I didn't. literally like, just moved a little bit away from the mic. It wasn't. Well, see, there you go. Like some right mics now. are good. Some mics are terrible. And sorry for giving you a terrible mic. Apologies. I, I just gotta have. I just gotta have it taped to my face. <laughs> 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 the microphone taped to my face. Yeah, that would be uh, if I if I did the social media, that would be a hell of a thing to post on the gram. Just enjoying the show with Sage, and then there's all this tape around you, and then we're talking about dominatrix, and then suddenly <laughs> I'm getting sent leather shit. <laughs> it's like, well, we've been I've been invited to a few things. <laughs> like on the plus side, uh, them on the plus side, they do make plus size leather stuff, mm-hmm. which was, and then yeah, that could that that'll bring us all the way back to Pulp Fiction because yeah, there was the Gimp. And then there was the, uh, I'm a long way from okay. Uh, yeah, horrible scene. Because that shit actually does happen. But here we watch it and be like, yeah, kick his ass. It's like, that's because that's how it was written. Most people in that situation don't have somebody riding on a Harley coming out. Or actually, no, he took his Harley after he killed Zed. That's right. We don't have a savior coming. Basically, it that's and that's yeah. and that's how most most people are are disconnected. Is it's not so much a savior thing; it's more of feeling alone and feeling like we were not connected or joined. But there's been so many examples of when, unfortunately, and this is the this is the this is the part where it's like, why does this have to happen? But either through pain or tragedy, do we seem to change as society, or we start to look at each other and be like, hey. I see you for the person you are and not anything else. I've heard this many times where everybody's going, hey, I don't want another 9-11 to happen, but give me a lot of 9-12s. Yeah. The day after, everybody was like, I don't care what you look like. I don't care what your beliefs are. I don't care about any of that. We are Americans. We have American fries. and We're going to go fuck some shit up. And then slowly but surely, 
things just, we start to, there was no, we couldn't keep that unifying for it. We just couldn't. And it could be because of who we had in the office at the time. And just slowly just got disconnected. Does, will this show be that guy? No, it's not going to be. But can it help in that? Can it be? I'll say this. We will be consistent. I don't care if I just have a few people listening. Don't care. Because at some point, if what I'm saying is true, if what you're saying, what you bring up too, Sage, is true, at some point it will be revealed. Kind of like the Matrix in the Autobots movie. The 1980s version. The real version, not... (laughs) Not the fuck, not not Michael Bay's bastardized version of the Transformers. I liked the Transformers as a kid because of I was amazed on how they could draw that, all the angles and the movement and everything. And now older, I can see okay they cut corners here or whatnot. But I was that drew me in. So I guess intense. And it's what you know what it is. It's authentic. Oh, yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Well, if it's computer generated, it's like, eh, not really I mean, authentic. It still takes a lot of knowledge and, and skill. But yeah, it's definitely different type of mm, I would say it's I would say more hand anything to do with the hand is better is more authentic than anything computer generated. That is also true. I mean, now you have AI drawing stuff for I you. No, so right. So and it's only going to get oh speaking of AI. Speaking of AI. Um we're getting closer to Skynet because you know I do say shameless plug I do the TLDR news every weekday. And unless I'm called away, I try to do it every weekday. And just stay on top of things, see what's going on in the world. Uh open AI who has ChatGPT and who Microsoft has poured billions of dollars into, they initially came out and said, nope, we're not going to be involved in any military contracts. Did they negate that really fast? They were shown a big enough check, yep. apparently. Now, that's off. Of, that's my opinion, but there's no way you change your opinion without going, yeah. oh, shit, how much? Yeah, how many zeros? How many commas? Oh, okay. So, yeah, now they're going to be used for uh, military contracts. So, we are getting closer to Skynet, everybody. So, you're not going to get the zombie apocalypse. This is not that timeline. Uh-huh. What you're going to get is... The Terminator pipe, the Terminator timeline. So that's such a bad timeline. It is a terrible one, yeah. But after hearing uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about the, I don't know if it was recent. Don't know, but I saw because YouTube Shorts. I don't do the, uh, uh, Twitch. No, what is it? Twitter. No, not Twitter. Wait, what? Uh, TikTok. Okay. Uh, so it was a T. Apparently, that's it. Maybe. Oh, well, no. This is the disorderly show. So we're part of the T's. We're part of the T's. <laughs> I don't do the TikToks, but YouTube Shorts, sure. Um, <laughs> YouTube Shorts. Man, my mouth was really going faster than the words could come out. And I saw a snippet of where he's describing or he's talking about on. Oh, the dude has a show on HBO. Longtime comic. 
Uh, he was a hippie. Bill Maher. Bill Maher show. Uh, and so he's talking about, hey, you know, the nuclear war and all this stuff. And Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, well, you know, we don't have to really worry about those anymore. Like with a nuclear weapon, you don't have to worry about if it's if it's a certain type of warhead, which most of them are not the Hiroshima Nagasaki warhead. That's just more of the uh, sound shockwave or it's just a, it's a really powerful bomb. It's like, oh, OK. So the future depicted in the Terminator is not going to have where everybody's going to burn up and there's going to be nuclear fallout. Are there some of those still out there? Sure. I think they might still burn up, but I think most of it would be the the blast rate, the blast radius. Well, yeah, they'll they'll burn. Yeah, but it's well, it's not going to be an all consuming fire. It's like if you're at ground zero. Sure. But. If you're a couple miles away, okay. Hang on, hang on. Can melt your eyeballs? Yeah, yeah. I that's what I that's what I gathered. Um, am I going to research that? Why not? Okay, let me put that question down too. So we're going to talk about pleasure in nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some interesting subjects you're going to be. Uh, okay, so what? Yeah, what type? Oh God! I'm gonna I'm writing this fast so that you guys aren't sitting here going, you know what? I'm gonna stop listening because I don't want to hear somebody write. Yeah, I mean they're they have. Uh, yeah, that's it. You should talk while I'm doing this. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Shit, here. you were doing that, and then I was like, I know what you're doing, and I, that's one of the biggest things for me. That's one of my weaknesses is I have to show somebody I figured something out because I want them to see how smart I am, and most people don't like that. <clears throat> even you would even yeah well it's not showing up it's just more of oh i figured this out i figured this out i i figured that they're like we don't care that you figured it out and i'm trying to work on myself to do that but then i have this other side of me that's going fuck it this is the only shot you got that you know of why the fuck should you care show them and maybe oh shit did i just realize it's how i deliver it because when we recall how when somebody asks us, how is your, how's this place or how's this product? We don't go off of a logical response. We go, how does it make me feel? How did it make me feel? What's the feelings I have for it? Yeah. And maybe that's it. I have to make somebody. F- so I have to pleasure somebody while I'm telling them how smart I am. Okay. <laughs> I think it's, that's one of the main subjects that people want to come across as knowledgeable. And what are you knowledgeable about most yourself? Well, I've been on that other side of it to where I was so excited about figuring out something. Like, I had true passion to tell somebody, and I could see the glass go over their eyes, and they were totally disinterested. And I've learned to just negate that part because it's also one of the reasons why I never really progressed with anything uh, relationship-wise because... I guess of all the negative experiences I've had and I'm just sitting there going, you know what? I'm fine with who I am. Like, for example, if you were unable to do the show, I would still do the show as I have in the past. Were those great episodes? Mm, no, but I've progressed. I've now I'm trying to think of how well I would do this show without you, but I would still, I'd find a way just like I've evolved or enhanced the show, which I would argue 
Well, I would say, not argue. There would be nobody's going to come back to me like, your two hour shows were fantastic. I want those all the It's like, no, nobody's going to say that. That's why I'm telling everybody listen to the start on episode nine. Start there and then move forward. If you get a little giggle in your butt, then go and look at them. Look, yeah, listen, yeah, yeah like, yes, just look at those. those. Just look <laughs> at them and you can see just <laughs> can see how inferior they are. Um, so we got two questions. And so let me get to because we, <laughs> we are just having a grand old time. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the ice cream and the whiskey really kicked this up. Because I, I, you, you, you are ice cream and whiskey I in the future. <laughs> oh, starting the show? Yeah. Because I used to, when I was doing high school football, we would eat, we got on a like a three game winning streak uh, after eating bagels before the game. And so our coaches kept feeding us bagels before the game, thinking that was a, that was providing us energy or whatnot. Turns out we were just playing shitty teams. Uh, <laughs> now. And that was my dream. Tradition. That was my dream was to be a was to become a running back. Uh, but I was not. I didn't have the mental capacity to play football. But I had the physicality. I was a. I was. I was a dumb jock. I was okay. Just do this. And my coaches would say, "You're big, so you're going to play on the offensive or defensive line." But I wanted to play running back. I wanted to be back there because I wanted to emulate Emmett Smith. Or Jerome Bettis, these guys that were not fast, but they were tough and crafty and were able to consistently move the ball. Never got there. At some point, I just said, I said, huh. actually, what did it was drama class. I, I had to pick between football and drama, and drama had a lot more women in it than football did. And so I went there, and since I was the biggest and strongest in that one, I got a lot of attention because that's how the world works. <laughs> Anywho, little divert, di- uh, little insight about me. Um, but the question I, oh, Jesus, how, how bad transition. <laughs> so the question last week, because we were talking about, we were following up with our conversation about um, Mr. Marvin Cotton Jr. And we were answering the questions that I had then, which were, how do other states deal with wrongful convictions? And then some other questions. But that was the main, that was one of them that caused me to create this one because we found out there are 17 states that, do not have any compensation if you're wrongfully convicted. So if you get convicted in these states, they are not paying you if after 20 years they go, oh, shit, sorry. So, my bad. Yeah. So they are Arkansas, Arizona, Idaho, Georgia, Kentucky, South Dakota, Wyoming, Indiana, Nevada, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Mexico, North Dakota, and Alaska. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Eleven, Wait, shit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Make sure you allocate what was the list. Wait, what? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, 
keep on that. Five, six, seven, eight, eleven. Fuck, I'm missing one. Uh, God damn it. All right, let me, let me, I was going off of something I was referencing. Okay, but it's Alaska, Oregon, Nevada, Indi- Indiana. Yeah, Indiana, Idaho, Arizona, New Mexico, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Arkansas, Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Rhode Island. Those are the 17 that if you get arrested, tough shit, or not arrested, if you get convicted, if you get convicted and spend time in prison and you're found to be not the person who did the crime, you ain't getting paid. Yeah, so if your conviction gets over- Yeah, if, you get o- if your conviction if gets, gets, over- gets overturned. overturned. Of wrong- so the question I came up with is like, huh, how are these? How is the law enforcement in those states? Well, what a shocker. It's not that easy to get that information. So the information I was able to get is the total prison population per 100,000 residents for those states, for, well, all the states. Now, here's something. I'll tell you something, they don't keep track of it because they don't care. Yeah, they're, they're like, hey, it's, well, they, that's for a lot of that reporting stuff. And you sit there and go, the reporting needs to be there so you have something to reference so that you can get better. And that's the thing. Maybe they're sitting there going like, we're not going to, we're going to get demonized by everybody as being a shit state. So fuck it. We're not going to do it. And then that cascades or that domino affects every other state that goes, you know what? Fuck it. We're not doing this either. And then you get holes in the data that could help us all. And that's the whole mindset is that it's more about Jesus. This is going farther off of what I expected to, but this is uh, one the, the whole thing around everything that's going on in the world, and that has happened in the past. The one combining thing is control. Who's in control? Who decides what? And when you don't, we've had more examples of people being selfish when they're in control than ones that are trying to better the society they're living in. It doesn't make sense to me of the things we make up, why we're dedicating our lives to this, to doing the 40-hour week, 50, well, I mean, shit now, 40 hours barely gets you anything. If you want to advance in this world, like we're doing this on our own time during the weekend. This would be something great to do during the week. So we could have a great time during the weekend. But no, I convinced you <laughs> and prayed you onto the table to be able to do this. And you have enhanced the show. So I'm trying to, with my passion, make this into my day-to-day. Because then we could have more conversations. It would be more enlightened until they assassinate me. Because that's what every government does when there's somebody who is just too convincing to everybody else they go yeah no you well first what they do is they go hey are you going to play on our team and you should play on our team because this is everything we're going to give you and then they and then if you're on the fence they go okay well this is what's going then they won't tell you what's going to happen they just go "Uh uh-huh yeah we'll be cool sure enjoy your life and then in a very public way you're going to get killed i'm going to get killed let you know (laughs) Because I don't know anybody else who's convincing out there. That's authentic. That's another that's thing. More too. Like if you, 
something that they don't want you to. Like, you can say whatever you want. I, not, that's not necessarily true. But more often than not, it's something that they don't want you to say out there. That yeah, it's... It's a, there's a, uh, what was it? What was the movie called? Judas and the Black Priest, I want to say. <laughs> Hang on. Uh. Ah, Judas and the Black Messiah. That movie had it where, um, oh, let's go into the, uh, da, 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 da. Based on the true story of Kenny and Keith Lucas. Oh, no. Sorry. they no, Not those names. Uh, it's the portrayal of Fred Hampton, chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party in Chicago by William O'Neill. So Fred Hampton was able to pull together all walks of life. He was able to go, hey, redneck, hey, Per- person from the hood, you guys have more in common than you have differences. And they both went, holy shit, we do. And because he was able to cross those boundaries and not just go, hey, we're going to rally black people, he was able to rally people who were in the same class, he was betrayed and taken out. And we saw all that through the, the 60s and the 70s. Anybody who was able to provide a different voice than what the government wanted people to think was taken out publicly. So what I'm saying is I'm foreshadowing what's going to happen. So when it does happen, or maybe I'm putting it out there to where they're like, fuck, if we kill him, everyone's going to think he's a martyr. So we'll just keep him alive. Maybe. Hopefully. That, well, but if he dies, everybody's going to think that you you were targeted. Yeah. He was saying the right things. We have to go back through all of his stuff. And just like Michael yeah, Jackson stuff, it gets a it gets a huge <laughs> it gets a huge push from Sony. I'm secretly sponsored by Sony, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, so 17 states and the top out of the top 10 states that have the most people in prison per 100,000. Five of those of the 17 are in there, with Arkansas being number three and not that far behind from Louisiana and Mississippi. Those top three, those top three states are going, oh, I can understand why uh, this is not a knock against those states, but it's a reality. You guys ain't even in, in you guys ain't known for being smart. You got, well, book smart. I'm sure you guys are smart in your own way, as we all are. But when you don't have people who are book smart, it's real easy to arrest them because they have no idea what their rights are. They have no idea what they're allowed to do. And it's easier to control somebody who is not book smart than it is somebody who's able to go, "Uh uh-uh. You cop, yeah, if you you know that a cop saying... If a cop's saying you're going to get 25 to life and you're able to go, hey, lawyer, tell them that they don't decide shit. It's the prosecutor that decides. If you go in for, if you get charged, that's why they charge you with so much shit because they want to see what's going to stick, what the prosecutor thinks they can actually charge you with. I remember when I was a speed demon, 
I would get charged with all sorts of shit on my, uh, I would go in and I would go to pay for a fine, but there would be all these crossed out charges because the prosecutor's like, eh, no, 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 no. He, he have him pay for these two. And I'm like, wait a minute. Aren't, shouldn't I pay for all of these things? Didn't I do all of these things? Oh, wait a minute. We're just playing. We're just deciding what we're going to enforce and we're not going to enforce. What the fuck are we doing? That was all in my head. I just paid for the fine and left. But when you have five states out of the top 10 that don't pay for wrongful convictions, and out of those, here's the top, here's those five, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Georgia, Kentucky, not the, not the bastions of intelligence in this country. Sorry to, not sorry to say, you guys have, okay, the pool of smart people, book smart people is smaller in those states than they are around, you know, people in places like, even Ohio has, Jesus, I'm really not trying to hurt your guys' feelings, but also at the same time, you guys should know this. You should know that there's a reason why all of these people are getting arrested in these areas because they're not book smart. They don't know what the laws are. Hell, I'll give you the top 10 and see if any of these are surprising to you, Sage. Mississippi's number one, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Arizona, Idaho, Texas, Georgia, Kentucky, Montana. But they also have the least amount of training, not just, uh, not, not only do they have very low education availability, um, but also very poor training for their officers. See that, that see that, I would, yeah. You get a shitload of people arrested per your, uh, like there's five, there's almost 600 people per 100,000 in Mississippi that are incarcerated that get put in prison. You sit there and go, well, that doesn't seem like a lot, but out of a population of only 3 million, that, that's quite a bit. And it's just seeing that, just going like, Jesus. It's one of those things of like, uh, I'm not surprised seeing it, but actually seeing it, you sit there and go like, Jesus. Now, okay, now at the lower part of the list, let me see if you're surprised with these. Uh, Jesus Christ, hang on. Uh, fucking around here. Um, so this is from the bottom of the list. Let's do the the, the bottom 10. Six, seven, ten. So bottom of the list going up. Massachusetts, Maine, Rhode Island, Vermont, New Jersey, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New York, Connecticut, Utah. Any yep. shocker there? New York, I guess. Well, no, not really, I guess. Yeah, it's surprising that they don't have that many because of the population. You would think with the damn near uh, 20 million population, they would be higher up there with Texas and California. Speaking of, California is actually number 34 on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I answered that question. Was able to go like, oh, yeah, something we already knew. The states that are lower in education are the ones with the hiring incarceration rate. And the top five or out of the top 10 states that incarcerate the most of its citizens, 
five of those won't even pay you if they did something wrong. If they said, oh, you weren't the one that did this, we're not going to pay you. But don't get arrested or don't get convicted in Wisconsin. Is it, was it Wisconsin? Yeah, it was Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Don't get there because you're only going to get a max of $25,000 unless you can get a lawyer and you can make a big enough political stink that they go, yeah, we should pay them more. Just, sorry, you know, Wisconsinites, just damn. Even your judges are saying, fix this fucking thing. Something else to fix. And moving on to our topic of the evening, even though it took us a while to get there, I am going to get to that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, we're not going to because that's going to push this episode way too long. And I know you only have an attention span of only so long because... Are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> talking to the listeners. The people who decide to listen to the show and go, you know what? This is a bit different than what I've heard and what I've seen. And I like it. You know what it is? It's authentic. And that's how we're going to, that's how we're going to grow, Sage, by being authentic. That and fucking up too. That too. People love seeing that. I've, so I've thought of, what do you think of this? If I just left in all the mistakes when I do the TLDR news roundup. I think it might be amusing. I think maybe like one or two, but after that, you're just like, okay, this nah. This guy can't fucking read? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he doing this? Why are you doing this? Okay, so if it... Oh, Jesus, I don't like that. Well, if it fits, if it seems right. How do you know if it seems right? Well, I don't know. Perception? It's like That's like playing... Uh, Cards Against Humanity, and you put down the best scenario, the best card. But that person doesn't pick it because you have to play to their humor. And you're like, God damn it. Nobody's on yeah, the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And here's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> it's because I don't allow them to talk to me. You can comment on anything. Um, I don't know if I'll see it, uh, but it'll be there. It'll reside in the internet forever. What isn't forever is this show. So next week, we'll do, we will have a tie into this because there's no way I'm going to be able to talk this long unless something happens to where Sage, you bring something up. We're like, okay, we can push this thing. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Um, but until then, you can catch the TLDR News Roundup every weekday. It all it does is it gives you what what does it give you, Sage? The meat and the potatoes, the main course. Of what? Of news. Wow, it's been too long since I took a drink. And you know when you, you take that drink? Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I've because after after a couple couple drinks, you're like, okay, cool. My my throat is significant significantly covered. And I don't need to get the harshness anymore, which I was sitting there talking with somebody from Total Wine uh, recently. And because they were cordial, I knew what I was wanting to get, but it's always nice to peruse. It's always, see, it's not that guys don't like to shop. It's where we want to shop. That's the thing. Everybody loves to peruse and see what's going around. It's just where. And every guy I've talked to and seen don't want to sit there looking at dresses. Don't want to sit there and looking at what outfits. Now, what I've done, though, gents, little tidbit for you. When I was, 
when I had a significant other, what I would do instead of having her pissed off is I would make it into a mission. Oh, we're looking at these jeans. What size are you? You're this, this size. Okay, cool. And I'm just going through. My mission is to find jeans in that size. Boom. There's nothing on this rack. Let's go to this one. And I would make, I would turn it into, um, and not so much entertainment, but something for me to do, but in a way to where I was feeling entertained, like we're getting something done. And I had a good time doing that. So when you're significant other, you know what? Uh, maybe this is too forward. I got to talk to some gay guys and I got to see if they let me go out with them shopping just to see if it holds up. If there is the same correlation, if one of the gay guys is going, or even a lesbian is like, Oh, I don't want to be out here shopping. The other one enjoys it. I got to, or maybe just the interview. Maybe I just interview him. Sage. What the fuck happened? Your mic went out. Did it? Oh, now it's there. Okay. All right. I don't know. I bumped it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Somebody help me getting <laughs> getting a new mic for Sage. <laughs> Jesus. Um, do you know any gay people? No, Jesus Christ, your mic went out again. What? <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Very. Well, you you are on a wireless mic. That is true. So, because that's that's the best we can do here at the Disorderly Show at the moment. It's our seventh thing show in, people. Give me a fucking break. Um, or just comment on one of the shows and be like, hey, I'll help you out. And be like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Because the person who was helping us out was all, um, I need to see more commitment from you. And I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, you will know. And I'm like, where are you going? And there's a mist that appeared and then they left. And I was like, Simba. And they're like, that's not my fucking name. <laughs> um, okay. So do you know any gay people? No, Jesus Christ, your mic. Again, apparently you're not supposed to ask if you're, if you have. Apparently gay not. People. My mic does not like it. All right, cool. Then, um, don't worry about it. We won't ask it again. Cause <laughs> you know, you do something three times and the same thing happens. That's it. So, I've got to find some gay people to talk to and see if that correlation is the same there. Because if it is, okay, then that's a universal thing. Something that I could apply that advice to everybody. But if it isn't, then, all right, for yeah, those of you... it depends on the person. Like, some people like you to help, even if they, even if you pick stuff that they don't necessarily like. But if they... Like, other people are like, no, mm. you leave my, leave, my, leave my style to me. Well, it's not so much style. I do it. I'm just like, I don't care about your style. You brought me along to do shopping. So, so I'm going to yeah, do something and to. And that would be just some people just want their company to be able to talk to someone versus some people wanting you to help pick out their clothes. Well, no, I wasn't picking out her clothes. Well, if you're, if you're going about like grabbing all the size or, or not all the sizes, all the clothes in her size, like you're bound to pick something that she, she doesn't like. No. Okay. You know, oh, follow me with this. Okay. okay. I didn't go in. And go, hey, what's your size? I'll go find all of it. I I walked with her as we were perusing a shopping a department store. That doesn't seem right. A shop a clothes store. There we go. A clothes oh, store. And something would catch her eye. As it always every every woman that walks through a clothing store, something catches their eye. And she would start looking at it. And I would be like, oh, okay. 
uh, well, what signs are you looking for? And she would tell me her signs, and then boom. Now we got four sets of eyes going and trying to find this thing. That's what I was doing. I was not oh, sitting okay. here. I so was you're not... a little bit more involved than, than, which is nice. That's, that's why you take people to go shopping, because you want someone some input and, and stuff. Well, yeah, okay. she would say, do you like this? And I'm like, okay, maybe this is why I'm not dating her anymore, but I would go, how easy is it to get off? <laughs> yeah. I'm just being honest. <laughs> being honest. And she was like, is that all you ever think about? I'm like, well, when it doesn't happen, yes. And... Then I would be like, how is how am I in the wrong with saying that? Because then she would get pouty. She wouldn't say anything. And just I was like, fuck, OK, well, I guess we're going to go to in and out after this so we could placate your anger. And maybe that was it. Maybe she was just hungry and she knew that way that she knew because I'm not going to sit there. Or she, and just, or she was just like, hey, do I do, you, do I look good in this, but not for your pleasure? Why wouldn't it be for my pleasure? Who else is she pleasuring? herself like does she does she look cute for herself like, do you, like okay but how do you get that oh okay maybe this show is going to get a bit longer now when you're bringing this up <laughs> all right so how is she not dressing for anybody how is she dressing how is she dressing for herself when she gets the reassurance from being cute from other people looking at her so th- there might be like something that you think is really cute but other people are like oh that is very not flattering on you and so having that input could be like okay so this really does look cute on me and i like it versus you know someone that is very pale and is wearing a pale pink it makes them look a little awkward all right but then why that goes back to you you still haven't answered the question why would they why would she be caring about what other people think why would she care about her attractiveness to anybody else but herself or well, first, the significant other? First, we pick what we think is cute for us. Okay. Then we think, what, how would the people that I care about like perceive this on me? But why? Because like, we, it's a combination of we want to please ourselves, but we also like want other people to like what we're wearing because we like them. We want. All right, but what if you don't have, what if you just have friends? You're not with anybody else. Then I guess you're. We don't necessarily dress for our significant others, but they are part of our circle. So, like, having them, like, what we're wearing is also nice. So, underline a woman is, or somebody, when you, well, I don't, because I don't give a shit. Because I already know what I look like. So, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be attractive. When you go on a first date, don't you, like, dress up and be like, okay, depends on where we're going. Depends on where we're going. And I'm not taking them to any place that I frequent often. Because I don't want to build any memories with somebody that I'm not going to be serious with. Or, oh, no. Yeah, but even like, depends on where, like, even as you're saying, depends on where we're going. You're thinking about what you're going to wear for that. So you you want to look good for yourself, but you also want to look good for the other person. Like, yeah, do I, I don't want to look like I just came out from sleeping underneath the tracks, but I'm also not going, I'm, I'm not showing up like I'm going to the prom. Well, yeah, that also depends on where you're going. Are you going to a fancy restaurant? Hell no. First date? (laughs) Fuck that. No, we're doing an activity and we're doing a frustrating activity so I can see, Hey, are you worth getting involved with or, Oh, okay. Well, had a good time. See you later. And then I yeah, talk about it with my buddies. Date, no, right? it's not. Yeah, 
No, but it's not. testing the person. Like, are, are, they- are they not testing me? Are they not have are they not do they not have a list of fifty questions that they're trying to get through and answer okay, as that's not testing. That's getting, yeah, it is. That's getting to know somebody. No, that's testing. Them. No. That's yes, it is. To know somebody. Yes, you no, know, it's yeah. testing. Okay, where did you grow up? I grew up in New What's York, your Oklahoma? relationship with your right. mom? <laughs> What's your how do you treat the waiter? How do you do these things? Are you gonna pay for it? That's all testing. That's well, a te- you, that's a test think, to see how you, how you are. You, that isn't like a universal thing. Is that how you, they treat other people? Is how they're going to treat you? And that's oh I, yeah, testing. Okay, so we're saying the same thing. We're saying the same thing. Testing and I don't know that's that necessarily a test as much getting as to a, getting to know somebody as self preservation. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, but women. What I'm saying is women. Like, women oh my are gosh, looking this is so at, frustrating, and I like kick it and punch it, and then. I've been said, I'm like, okay, I, f- I figured it out, and I'm fine. What was that cartoon movie with the white bat that would say that? And I kick her, and I hit her, and oh, Anastasia. Anastasia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, from my point of view, it's, I'm, I'm not jumping in both feet. Hell, I'm not even, I'm barely getting into the, I'm barely standing by the pool when I start with first day with anybody. Oh, that's, I think that's a good advice in general but i do i don't want i don't want to go i'm not taking them to dinner i'm not i'm not paying for a meal we're gonna go do some we're gonna go do an activity it but but it's okay of uh frustrating you may think it's frustrating but bowling darts um batting cages doing golfing that's just fun okay okay so but those can be frustrating if you suck at it. But hey, there's no pressure on the female. I just realized this because they're there going, he's not interested in me for being, or maybe they think like that. Maybe, or, yeah, because a woman's mind can go all different sorts of ways to where yeah, they're think, like, I oh, because I didn't hit the bullseye, he's not going to call me. It's like, I'm not going to call you because you catfished me. See? Oh, Mike went out. Oh. Again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just speak at a certain length, angle. It doesn't like me. Um, Maybe it doesn't want to speak in you. What is? It? Doesn't want you speaking falsehoods. <laughs> no lying. <laughs> um, a lot of that too. It, like when we go bowling or or resort with guys, we kind of tone it down because some guys do not like you to beat them. It is. They get really angry, and it is so weird. So like, then, why? You, you, so why then, why? So wait, why? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just show? Hey, I can beat you because then, That's aren't true. you trying to find out if this guy is going to beat you later on, or he's going to be? How does he handle that? That's true. You That's women, you should be able to do that because guess what? You're doing it in a public place. You know that this dude is getting hot under the collar because of females beating him. Fuck that. Any sport that yeah. you do. And, now, and nowadays that like, you can actually order just a cab without, like, if the guy drove you there, just order a cab and leave. Like, yeah. Have that, you don't, have that you, backup. Like, if yeah. the guy's, yeah. But, like, back in the day when, like, you really couldn't call a cab unless, like, someone called it for you or you had, like, now we have live in the day where we can just, you know, pull out our phone. Um, but even then, that's still scary because, like, if you're, because a lot of people will not get involved if someone's yelling at you. Like, it is. It is very strange. 
Oh, the group, yeah, the where they there's a group mentality where either they're going to the bystander mentality or the mob mentality, where where they if they see somebody that they kind of designate pseudoly as somebody that hey if they do something we'll do something, oh they're not doing anything we're not going to do anything. It's weird how that can happen, but for well this is a whole different other type of show of what women have to go through on just being safe throughout this whole thing it's terrible it well it's not terrible but it's like i can i see your point of view but have i ever experienced it not really i don't think you've overtly experienced it but i think you may have seen it and not noticed it or not oh know sure that you were looking at it. sure yeah that most assuredly because it was hey not my monkeys not my circus Pretty much, hey, because you don't know what's going on with them. And then, because you see it all the time. Or at least what I can recall is when you could see a guy just berating a woman. And it looks like he's about to hit her. And you go, hey, don't do that. And who jumps in? The female. You shut the fuck up. You don't know. We're like, what the fuck? He was about to hit you. How do you think that's love? How do you think that's affection? And then now you're looked at as the bad guy. Because now that dude's going to, hey, are you talking to my lady? Who the fuck do you think? And you're going and looking around I, and everybody, I, hang on, hang on. This is this happens to guys. I, I believe you. I just I, just like you, I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. So, I, does it happen? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, that's because you. Yeah, I'm not going to make a. I don't know what I was saying there. And that's healthy to say. Yeah. Thought you, you would chuckle yeah. there, so but I think, okay. I think in both instances you haven't seen like what happens, you know, on our side, but we also have no, of course what, not. What happens on your side? And just because we haven't seen it doesn't mean it like we haven't experienced it. It's just no, I'm not negating that, are. but it's the when you do see it, when it does happen, you go, okay, what's the proper thing here? What do we do? What's how do we? respect what they're working through or doing while at the same time not seeming like we're coming in as saviors when women are going we don't want to be saved and you're all okay and then you leave and they're like why'd you leave me alone with them you're like what the fuck no you don't get to put all the fucking blame of what happened that's just that's just the crazy there oh okay ah like we recognize it like when women are being like Toxic, like we know, like. So that's that's I, women can see I, that too. Yeah, oh yeah, they can, we, we they can see, see it. crazy. I, I've lost friendships because they're all like, "Well, I tested my boyfriend for this and blah blah," and I'm like, "Dude, that is not why. Why would you do that? Like, what what were you expecting to happen? Like, this is your fault. Like, I don't know why." Were they doing that bullshit of if I was a worm, would you still date me? I'm like, no, I use you for bait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, You're yeah. a fucking worm. What am I supposed to do? Like, you would you idiot. still love me? Like, no, because I would be a person and you would be a worm. Oh, maybe this is the question you ask him. It's like, how would you express your love to me if you were a worm? Okay, turn so it back Turn it back on them. Because all they're looking at is, I don't feel pretty. Could you reaffirm that you're still attracted to me? Or I saw you looking at another woman because, yeah. you know, she had a, a donk a donk. Yeah. No, it's more of a, I, I pretended to have an emergency to see how my, or like, my SO would 
Like, why? Oh, why you, that why? bullshit? Yeah, like, oh. why would you do that? Like, what do you expect to have happen when they find out that you lied to them about something Right, and then they rightfully get angry at you and like, yeah. if it's, this is how you're going to act, it's like, It's like, no, that, that, is, that is the proper reaction to you yeah. lying about an emergency. <laughs> mm. Well, and see, this is why I knew you were the right person for this show. Thank you. Because... <laughs> What can I say? I have a talent. Aha. Aha. Name that name that Disney cartoon. <laughs> Come on. It's where one of the main characters goes, aha. Aha. I now have a outlaw for an in-law. Aha. Aha. Uh, uh, Robin Hood. Yes. One the best Robin Hood. There Men in Tights is is my second. Yeah. Um Kevin Costner some ones is bullshit. Uh, it just <laughs> fucking you got to inspire if you're Robin Hood, and Kevin Costner does not inspire in any movie that he's in, unless it's sports movies. But that's more scenario than actor. So, so what Kevin Costner is? He is the drama. He's the dramatized version of Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, because they everybody Keanu. I, remember, uh, the, I guess the 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 was that the one where he plays the mailman and then he lies to get. Oh, that's that, again, <sighs> again I, scenario, I, again scenario. If he his face doesn't express anything, he's actually really nice in person. Who gives a shit? I do. Wait, you met him? Yeah, I met him. I was. Oh. I did a security at a Sundance film festival. Oh, in a in a past life. In a past life, um, and oh, I met uh, I met a whole bunch of people there. And well, um, shoot the dirt. This is the this is the episode that's going <laughs> to so, get us uh, to the moon. Right, Alice, so we went. Uh, <laughs> met, um, For anybody listening, to this along, they're like, oh, it's getting fucking good. I don't know. Uh, None of this fixing the world shit. <laughs> this dish on fucking celebrities. I'm not going to say because why not? Um, I know that. They were they're not they weren't shown shown in the best light. So I, I don't want them to like see me and be like, Oh, you're defaming my character even though it's true. Um Wait, wait, hang on, back up. What do you mean but they were act I'm not i I'm not seeing the if so at the time, I'm confused. Okay, Why so would at, you at say the time, anything? There was about... a movie that came out about a guy in a small town and his friend who ran for class president. You know what I'm talking about? He had big hair. I met him. Oh, um. And, yep, don't say it. Why not? <laughs> because, again, um, I'll once I tell you the story, you'll, you'll see. You'll see what I'm oh, talking okay. about. Okay, all right. So, all right. um, there was this bar area that was called the green room, and you couldn't get in there without your pass. And they said, and they told us, no matter who they are, do not let them in. They need to go get their pass first. Okay. Okay. So, and this tells you how big of a deal it was to get in there. So he came in. He's, I'm like, oh, hey, do you have your pass? He's like, no. I was like, okay, you need to go back around the corner. They'll give you your pass because you'll be on the list. Well, I need to get in there right now. I was like, okay, well, go to the, go around the corner. The table's right there. You passed it. Just tell them your name. They'll give you your pass in a week. They're like, well, I have people waiting in front of me or waiting for me in there. I was like, okay, well, you'll get there faster with your pass. Like, I can't let you in. And he got in my face and went, do you know who I am? I'm going to make sure you're fired. You're never going to work ever again. I was like, wow. I was like, I don't, I was like, you don't understand. I don't freaking care who you are. 
you need to go, turn around and go to the table and get your pass or you're not coming in here and you will be removed. And I was like shaking were they, so bad because he was in my face. Were they, like, was he drunk? I don't know. I didn't smell alcohol in his face. <sighs> so he was just like. I was no, like, he's just being what? an ass. Yeah, like, well, more he was being an asshole. An ass is yeah. is dialed is a dialed back version of an asshole. But yeah. but yeah, like that was one of the. But like the next day, I was working outside and it was it was snowing because it's Sundance Film Festival in Utah, um, and it was just snowing and it was coming down and like it, it while it was snowing, it's not cold. But like when it stops and it clears up, that's when it like gets super cold. And not just cold. Yeah, not, yeah, just super cold. Uh, and we were, and I was outside, and then um, this guy came up and started talking to me, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I see you're cold. Here's some hand warmers, blah 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 blah." And like, we, he sat there and like struck up a conversation, and like, while I was like making sure that people had their IDs while they were going into one of the coffee shops, because I guess they were doing an event that had alcohol. Jesus Christ! Uh, what yeah. the Sundance Film Festival has security at like every establishment? Um, in certain areas, yeah, because they they don't want. Like paparazzi in certain areas, unless they have a pass, oh, because they don't. They want okay. They want the, the celebrities of, be, to be able to relax, like, enjoy exactly. themselves without the fear of a photo exactly, being without, released. Like, gotcha. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we had to like field it, and and some some people were just like the locals, just being mobby, oh, and or just being plain rude to like everybody. Um, so yeah, we had to field those, I guess, um, and. Like, he was just very pleasant and, like, super nice. And he had, like, a goatee. And I was like, dude, this guy looks familiar. But because I was making sure that people were supposed to, like, I wasn't really paying attention until he, like, left. And then my the guy that was on the other side building the other restaurant comes up. He goes, dude, that was Kevin Costner. He was totally talking to you. I was like, oh, yeah? I was like, yeah. And, like, because he gave me two hand warmers, so I gave him the other one. And he's like, oh, that was really cool. So, like, I got to meet him, and he was really nice. But I also got to meet the Batman, and he was hilarious. What, Michael Keaton? Yeah. Fuck. Nice. Yeah, so he was hilarious. (laughs) Well, damn. Our next show might just be your past lives. (laughs) But I'm not, I wasn't discounting his nice ability. I was just saying, because Kevin, because... What, Keanu Reeves is nice as well. I'm just saying their facial expressions when they're doing movies. Because we were talking about Robin Hood. Yeah. We and his about. Robin Hood was terrible. Gotta yeah, say. I agree. That was nice. But also, the rest of his other types of movies, uh, if they're not sports, they're not great. Just like Keanu doesn't have, or he's, everybody's got stinkers. They do. But they, they did this. It's not a study, but sort of like an explanation of why certain movie stars do well or why they're portrayed in all these different types of movies is because they don't have expressive faces. And that way you can kind of see yourself in the role subconsciously, I guess. I'm Twilight. I, I never watched that fucking shit. The, she went with my friend. She was obsessed. Did she read the books as well? Yes, she, she did. She kept, <sighs> like, she gave me the first one, and I thought it was okay. Um, I mean, as a writer, putting yourself out there is really hard. Um, and then I was like, okay, it's okay. And then she gave me the second. She's like, the second one's better. And she kept promising, and they never got better. They were just okay for me, for my taste. Well, what was the point of that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
just like some people don't have the expressive faces of that. Oh, and, and, yeah. It was and just, a lot of people thought that. The, the, uh, what are the other types of Robin Hoods, though? Um, then they, they've remade it a few times. Yeah, I didn't like, uh, I what's I his name, Gladiator's one. Yeah. Just, there was, because. Yeah, really the ones that, the Disney and the Men in The Disney. Those are, those are my favorite, the Disney. <laughs> the Disney. Disney. <laughs> Uh, because Robin Hood is supposed to be, uh, it's the, that center point of, okay, this is, they're the embodiment of doing right by the people against the rich, against the ones that are trying to do wrong against the people. And all those other types of Robin Hoods, while they're like, here's the story, it's like, you don't, you don't embody, you don't have that embodiment. So... While it's awesome to hear he's cool, that doesn't take away from the fact that it wasn't that great. Yeah. You know who was better in that? Was yeah. that that was the better I would say that's the best sheriff of Nottingham representation? Yes, that is true. Alan Rickman? Yeah. Richter? Is it Rickman? Rick Rickman. Rickman? Yeah. He <laughs> that was great. With the spoon. A spoon? A spoon, cousin? Yes, you twit. It'll hurt more. <laughs> and I never got it as a kid when he went up to the prostitutes and was like, you, 1230, and then you, one o'clock, and bring a friend. And I was like, <laughs> I, you know what I never got? I never got in Braveheart that King Edward's son was gay. I never got that till somebody pointed that out to me years later as an adult. And I I'm didn't like, know that until just now. I serious? Know that yeah. Now. I was like, I just thought they were I buds. Was eight years old I, I, thought, I thought he was just a pampered rich kid who didn't know how to do anything because he had everybody doing everything for him. And then he had his hype man. But during the wedding ceremony, when he kisses, kisses his bride on the cheek, or he looks at his buddy then kisses his bride on the cheek, and then it goes like, hey, the rumor is Longshanks is going to have to create his own heir. I was, that totally... I totally missed that. Like, not even... I was more interested in the fights. That was my, again, like with the Transformers thing of being in awe of what they would draw, that was the first movie that I was exposed to where they were this massive fights and good buildup to the fight. And the best character... In that whole... All right. Who do you think the best character was in that whole movie? I don't know. In Braveheart? Come on. Brave, I mean... When I say it, you're going to be like, yep. Probably, yeah. Let's I, see. I'm, I'm trying to remember the character. This can't be William Wallace. I'm prettier <laughs> than this man. All right, father. All right, ask him. If I risk my neck for you, will I get to kill Englishmen? Is your, is your father a ghost? Or do you converse with the Almighty? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, what did he say? He's like, uh, to find his equal to an Irishman is forced to talk to God. Yes, Father. <laughs> oh, just he was great. <laughs> oh, and that's what I look for in those types of movies is those the ones that are the entertaining part. That's why Joker, uh, when uh, Heath Leathers, Heath Ledger's Joker is so revered as well as Jack Nicholson's because they were entertaining. That's the whole. now Heath's was more 
dark, but it was you were you hung on to every word he was saying. Jax was just fun. Where does he get all those wonderful toys? Just great. Anybody else who does the Joker? If you hear this before you do the Joker, you have to be entertaining first and then psychotic. You can't be psychotic and then entertaining. Hell, the the Joker portrayed in the Batman games is better than what we have now. He's always more for fun. His first goal is entertaining himself. The second goal is... I don't care what I do, and most of the time when I do it, to get the biggest laughs, I'm going to kill the people. The laughs for him. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he, he only cares about you himself. Just, like, you're like, hey, this person's going to get like a buttload of money, and this person's going to get a lot of torture. <laughs> it's just whatever I feel like it. Right. Whatever's funny to me at the moment. And we're not going to go into the Medal of Honor winner with that, because yeah. that's <laughs> that is terrible. So next week... We'll be talking about something. I don't want to... Uh, what did I say? What do I say? Uh, we covered a lot. Enjoyed the show. As always, you know what's happening? I'm starting to wind down. The whiskey's getting low. When I start to go off the rails, that's what you need. Says, hey, hey, face. Whiskey's getting real low. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? And then you hear me get up, run. Run, <laughs> run and find the bottle. Be like fucking low notes so speaking of getting up and letting shit run my dad was in the military and he got stationed over in germany one time it was a it was a heartbreaking moment because he was going to be over there for years and we we didn't know if we were going to see him we didn't know what was going to happen it was it's it's one of those memories that i could i could paint you a picture of the scene of how the house the lawn looked where the car was parked, the direction the car was parked, that car itself, uh, the tears we had—it was—it's an—it was an emotional day. So one of the things we came up with was, hey, we'll just send tapes back and forth. This is how naive, or th- this is not naive. This is just how adorable I was as a kid. So I'm recording myself on the tape, and I go, hey, hang on, I got to go to the bathroom. I leave it running. I leave the recording <laughs> running. I run up from the bat from the basement upstairs, go all the way to the bathroom because there was only one in that whole fucking house. Then come back down. To, hey, I'm here to and <laughs> just you would think that would be adorable. Yeah, that, I thought that would be super cute. Well, someone in your family did not. Uh, maybe they thought it would be, or well, they maybe they thought the way they told me would be fine, but I didn't take it that way. I didn't take it from my dad that when he was like, "Yeah, and you just left it running." The way he said it wasn't just kind of like eh, just to chuckle. It was more of just like, well, it was not an annoyance, but more of like, "How did you not know this?" And I hate that type of feeling when somebody who is just a person themselves, and the only way they're yeah, like, not they're, better than you, but they, the way they're able to, because what, what the main difference between all of us is experience. That is, it's experience. What experiences do you know? Do you know past, present, um, other types of knowledge? That's the only big difference between all of us. 
And so when I hate it when somebody berates or belittles somebody for not knowing something. Yeah, especially a kid. Like, that's, yeah. That's your job to teach them. Like, yeah. And not and think about it. So I could have ended that explain or that scenario with yeah you thought it was adorable this is what i did but i wanted to tell you hey this is the whole circle what give you a little insight to face and know that uh <sighs> that well why would you say that you didn't cause it my sympathies that happened okay <laughs> all right i hate that fucking sorry thing because it's all why are you sorry like when somebody says i'm sorry for this you know this person died okay why are you putting the spotlight on you? Because it's easier for you to say I'm sorry instead of the actual fucking words we, we have to express that. Because when you say I'm sorry, you're going, hey, look at me. Look at how I'm feeling in this moment. That's what I'm sorry. That's what I'm... I know it's not. That's not... That's, that's what the words mean. I'm. Look at me. I'm referencing me in this sentence. Sorry. I have guilt for what happened. All right. You have guilt for what happened. Well, what well, happened? No, it, it, no. The words, no. the words are, "I'm sorry." Yeah, the if you interpret that differently, it's because everybody's fucking lazy and they just went along with it. Not necessarily. So, really? sorry, so sorry. The meaning of sorry, feeling distress, especially through sympathy. For Did you fucking else, look it up? For somebody else's misfortune. Is that what it means? Yes, that's what it means. Oh, I've been so, so wrong. Your, I'm bad, sorry. Right? I've been wrong this whole time. <laughs> My sympathies even so, so while, while, what did I just do? Um, so while saying sorry is around about saying I'm sorry for your, like my sympathies for your misfortune, saying your sympathies is more direct. So you, I would rather have that. You would like the more direct versus hell the, yeah. Then the well, because I'm sorry. Feeling distress for your misfortune. You know what I would. If when somebody says that to me, if I ever experience a tragedy, maybe that's why I keep myself distant from other people. Well, I mean, if something happens to you, yeah, that'll be that. But you've got family and everybody, so I'll be. Well, no, I'll miss you too. Something. No, no, it's what I'm saying is that I'll be. I'm sure I'll be invited to the gathering and whatnot, but you're. Man, what am I trying to say here? Basically, well, it's because I don't have anybody. Okay. If I was ever in a position of tragedy to where people were like, hey, we need to express ourselves to you to let you know that, hey, this is, we're sorry. If they were to say, what was it? Sympathies? Yeah, but the fuller, the longer version. Empathy? What? I, I feel regret for your misfortune. I, uh, I regret? Regret? No. Regret. I thought it's, it was my... Distress. Th- Sorry. So, feel, so it does have two meanings. So feeling regret for, or, you know, or feeling penance for something you've done, and, or feeling re- distress over someone else's misfortune. Yeah, distress over your misfortune. Or, or sympathies for their misfortune. Okay. So see, if somebody said that to me, other than my I'm sorry... That would be more impactful to me. I feel like be... that would be more condescending if someone said that to me. Be like, what the heck? Thanks, I think, dude. Why? It would be like, I, I, I feel sympathies for your misfortune. Like, all right, cool, thanks, man. Because you, why? You, then you're you, going you you to take the literal, the literal definitions of those words and go, this isn't misfortune. It's somebody fucking died. Yeah, 
tragedy, uh, which I mean is also my sympathies for your tragedy. <laughs> I think that's also. I, I I don't know. I think that would just feel a little bit more to me. What least, I say is my condolences. Like, like, my condolences. Like, I just you know, do that. I just, or, I'm sorry. Just I'm seems sorry. like it's when you say I'm, you're you're directing it to you. Yeah, so e- so even when you say I'm sorry and you're meaning or that definition says yeah look yeah, yeah but you're also going my condolences like you just feel like condolences right? yeah because I'm but, giving something to you I'm giving you my condolences when I say I'm you're giving me something. yeah I'm giving you something but when I say I'm sorry I'm not giving you anything I'm just going hey this is how I feel pay attention to me this is what I'm feeling right now. And I, I don't think that way. Well, yeah, because it's easy for you to go along with what everybody else is doing, especially in a tragic moment like that. Of course. <laughs> that would be hilarious if you're doing the eulogy and you are and you go, I know he's going to hate this, but I'm sorry. And then, I'm going to say I know. Sorry that happened. Oh, and you know what's going to happen? So if let's let's just paint the scenario here. The show blows up to a point where everyone's like, oh, "Yay!" And then I do get assassinated. And then at the funeral when you're doing the eulogy, or actually no, that not at the eulogy. You have everybody who's coming in and they're greeting you. They're all saying, "I'm sorry." But they're not doing but when they say it, they're trying to make light of it, but they're also that just breaks down everybody. Everybody's trying to make like he he would that, find that sad chuckle that happens. Not even the sad chuckle. It would just be well. It would build kind of like I'm sorry. It's like oh ha ha. But we're trying to force laughter, but we can't because of how hurt we feel. And then after the third or fourth, I'm sorry. Everybody just breaks down, and they're just they take your seats and da da da. So. Oh, okay. So I'll be dead whenever when I finally get the admiration and the love that I so dearly want to have. Okay. Well, at least it's going to happen. I just won't be alive to experience it. Kind of, <laughs> kind of like Martin Luther King. Hey, I was able to connect his name to mine. So with that, <laughs> with that, that's a great way to segue into every weekday TLDR news roundup. I get to read the news so you don't have to. It's the meat and potatoes of the news because you need to stay knowledgeable, people. You need to understand what's going on in the world around you, what certain people are doing, so that way you're not in the top 10 of places that are going to arrest you. And then five of those states will make sure you don't get paid if they do the wrong thing. Secondly, white bad audio. Go check them out on YouTube. They're putting out things constantly. And hey, just as a hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, helpful thing, ask him to do more metal. He put out something metal not too long ago. Let's see if he can keep doing it. You know what? Because, you know, hey, just help. Just help somebody out here. And oh my God, this is going to go two hours. But we still are going to talk about tonight's Medal of Honor recipient, Frederick Edgar Ferguson. And as every week... I'm taking all of this from the Congressional Medal of Honor website, so I encourage you to go there and read about what these soldiers have done and given us examples, I say almost every week, on how to not think of yourself, but help your help the person next to you, that they're your priority. Major Ferguson, 
served in the Army during the Vietnam War. He was a chief warrant officer at the time during January 31st, 1968. And the following is the citation. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity in action at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty, C.W. Ferguson, commander of a resupply helicopter, monitoring an emergency call from wounded passengers and crewmen of a downed helicopter under heavy attack within the enemy-controlled city of Hue, unhesitantly volunteered to attempt evacuation. Despite warnings from all aircraft to stay clear of the area due to heavy anti-aircraft fire, C.W. Ferguson began a low-level flight at maximum airspeed along the Perfume River toward the tiny, isolated South Vietnamese Army compound in which the crash survivors had taken refuge. Coolly and skillfully maintaining his course in the face of intense, short-range fire from enemy-occupied buildings and boats, he displayed superior flying skill and tenacity of purpose by landing his aircraft in an extremely confined area in a blinding dust cloud under heavy mortar and small arms fire. Although the helicopter was severely damaged by mortar fragments during the loading of the wounded, C.W. Ferguson disregarded the damage, and taking off through the continuing hail of mortar fire, he flew his crippled aircraft on the return route through the rain of fire that he had experienced earlier and safely returned his wounded passengers to friendly control. C.W. Ferguson's extraordinary determination saved the lives of five of his comrades. His actions are in the highest traditions of the military service and reflect great credit upon himself and the U.S. Army. We thank you, Major Ferguson, again, showing us the example of they are my priority and I'm going to do everything in my power to get it done. But it's dangerous. You may not make it. Don't care. They are my priority. Not me right now. And I just wish we had more of those examples. I'm doing my part a little bit here, having it in every show just to help get it out there. There hasn't been many example, or at least some that are displayed well enough. And that's, a, that's one thing I think it is. It's marketing. There is no, there's no money to be made off of Medal of Honor recipients. Who's, who's going to want to put the money in to keep reminding Americans what these Americans did? Which is one of the reasons why I would love to get to be that person who would be able to start something just so that we can show everybody, look, what we can do. We're making a lot of all this stuff up. We're just agreeing to these things. So since we're doing that, we can do this. We can remind you of these soldiers that did this. We can remind you that progressing and age is not just, oh, how did that Doctor Who quote go? I'll find it later. But basically it was all, hey, how about we, you know, we define an age by how we were, how we help those that can't help us. And right now, we don't have a lot of examples out there. It happens every day, but we're not getting reassured, we're not being reassured of that. Anywho, for the Disorderly Show, we thank Sage as always for doing their part, helping me be better. White Bat Audio for giving us these tunes. Keep the metal coming. And for those Medal of Honor recipients, uh, I hope one day that I'll be able to recall your names easily and the citations that you did to really drive home 
to the person I'm talking to or the people that I'm talking to. This isn't made up. This actually happened. What you're doing in your life, you can also make happen. Maybe that's, maybe you're just trying to, you need to have a different focus on it. Maybe. I'm not a life coach, though. Maybe I should be. That would be a hell of a thing. <laughs> but with that, thank you, White Bad Audio, because this show's going on a bit long. But hey, that's okay, because I love you, Mick. No, we're not going to quote Rocky. Are we going to quote Rocky? Quote? Are we going to quote? Yeah, I can't talk. Okay, I got to go fill up my glass, and I'm going to enjoy the rest of the week. And you do the same, and we'll see you here next week. Oh, yeah, listen to the TLDR News Roundup every day. But weekend, not weekends. <laughs>